you see the joy in just we spiraled and just wanted to talk about friendship and reconnecting and like that's one of the things that i wanted to convey but wasn't able to but this conversation conveyed it mm-hmm. the importance of friendship and love like see mm-hmm. having that just that joyful one just wanting to spend time together because you know and build on that because you guys are friends is so crucial in like a romantic couple you know mm-hmm. it, it really keeps the bus going <laughs> we are here with Isaiah, Ruchika and Tessin. Uh, we are all like high school friends and um we've wanted to talk about this topic for a long time. We had talked about this topic before and we're going to just do it again. So our guests, our main guests today are actually Isaiah and Ruchika. They're coming in from Canada. They knew each other from high school and pretended to not know uh <laughs> that they were in a relationship. Um, since I'm the host, I have complete power over making the story. And, um, but essentially, uh, they they got married last year, um, or is it two years, one and a half years? Nobody knows. Last Nobody year, knows. November. Last month. Last, last year, my... September. September. Yeah, my we wished it was November. <laughs> I think for me personally, you guys are like one of. the few married couples that i know it will be interesting to know more about your thoughts on that um the other guest we have tessin uh he is a um he is a brilliant guy and like again <laughs> i didn't uh, i will i will introduce go for it go for it i will introduce tessin tessin okay. tessin comes okay. from a long line of wonderful people who have um bless the world in uh in his homeland of kerala and now he's based in dubai uh as a photographer as a photographer <laughs> he he traveled the world in germany and hungary and uh did his masters there and while he has all this intellectual Bachelors. knowledge <laughs> he has <laughs> he while he has all this intellectual knowledge um with him he blesses the world through his creativity um cynic cynicism and, and, and yes uh, <laughs> and don't have asset to the world yes yes exactly and so um he does that through photography he does that through music we affectionately call him uh fluffy or big t or uh desert a big boy and uh yes we we love him dearly and yeah. um we uh, long for the day to rub his head Yes. Yes. Yeah, but we can't forget about the host of the show, Pentic uh, Fishlips Joseph Sebastian. Yes. As he's affectionately called. Sure. <laughs> the, the the directionally challenged uh, host of the show who so doesn't know his left and right while driving his Merc. Yeah. Oh man. He's I don't like think that's real, changed the, uh, by the way. He's the epitome of uh, he's a real life uh, personification of uh, Mr Bean I would say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will I will say I I don't know if this is appropriate but uh, this is my new driver's license. Check out <laughs> Check out my picture. I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to cause chaos on the streets of uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Cause oh chaos my goodness. in the hearts of people sitting passenger seat when you're driving that's true and or, outside or the, the car yes exactly 
And so our first question is based on our main question is, what is the definition of love, right? And we, I just want to have a quick recap. We had had a conversation about this about five years ago uh, in Dubai, the, where we, you know, we all came from Dubai and we had some very interesting insights into it. Everybody had their own unique perspectives and opinions on it. And it was surprising. And um, uh, we just wanted to continue that conversation, but also understand that we've also changed uh, the, the four of us, actually, we've gone through different different experiences at this point in our life. And uh, we don't have to go into too many personal details, but I think we can definitely learn from each other's like experiences or stories. And uh, it would be great to hear that. Um, so let's go for it. Um, who wants to go first? What is your definition of love? Hmm. Not at I can, I can you start if you want. To answer as start. well? Yes, yes. So I can start. I can start. Um, I, think, I think my definition of love hasn't changed from before. Um, it's the idea of, you know, being willing to suffer for somebody. Um, and like, I think there is a lot of, there's a lot of meaning to that. Um, I will say, uh, I, I will have a caveat that uh, I talked to Tessin about this last time, but I was in a relationship before. And one of those key moments, I think, uh, that, that uh, made it clear to me what I was looking for was that question. Like, what is the definition of love? So I, I noticed that in my previous relationship, the definitions didn't, um, didn't align between us. So that was like a huge uh, reason why I guess we kind of moved on from that relationship. But it hasn't changed for me. That's still like this idea that like... Um, besides besides the whole like fun part of love you know and there's butterflies and all that stuff it's just like when things get really bad you know are you willing to kind of take on the burden of another human being in your life and take on their like fears anxieties um, insecurities all that and make it part of you and your identity I think that's super important um, so yeah, I still point think. Of view. Really, I still very think interesting point of view of coming from you. Having another human being in your life is definitely like stressful for me. I don't know why. It is just it's it, it is not as easy as these movies make it out to be. Um, and uh, <laughs> I just feel like there is pain there. So the question would be who who is worth having that pain for? Like who is worth suffering for? Um, and that's been this question that's guided me into like, okay, is this a relationship I, I, I identify with and all that stuff. But yeah, that's pretty much it. It's not changed. It's not changed from the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think when like when we first even asked this question, um, I think it was like 2018 or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was interesting because I... Um, I mean, it was what, like 3 a.m. in like some shisha cafe. We were trying to find filter coffee, but ended up there. And so we were all pretty tired. But I think fundamentally, um, I guess I was trying to find what love does to me, right, as a person. Because, um, you know, you, you have like two schools of thought, right? One school of thought is this very intellectual way that love is meant to, meant for survival right? Mm -hmm. Where 
um if you go just the scientific route where like we are just creatures and love allows you to be together and so because you can be together you can procreate and then you can uh, allow your genetic uh information mm -hmm. to continue on right but like i am a firm believer that we are like conscious beings with like uh souls that are capable of a lot more than that right because like a question would be like do you see love in the animal kingdom right like can we define love in the animal kingdom where a mother loves a calf you know and like when there's like a miscarriage or something like the mother's like oh man like what's going on right or is it just coming out of a place where like i want to take care of my offspring so that my offspring can grow from there right and then like for me at least when i see love um, not in the movies, but like in real life, like one of the biggest things that actually affects me is when I see like parents of uh, kids with special needs, you know, like when I see like, say a dad that's there like in public and the kid has like tantrums, for example, and like is like on um, like an autistic spectrum and he's like screaming and wailing and shouting and all these different things. Like imagine like we didn't know, right, that like like this person actually has a problem maybe we'd be standing on the side be like whoa this parent doesn't know how to discipline their kid mm -hmm. like you know you're like you're in a supermarket like they're throwing everything on the floor like what's going on but then you yeah. see this parent and they're just like i like they're just patient with them and they're like you know like don't do that like hey like don't don't hit me you know like don't hit that person and then you're like wow like like you love this person so much that like you would do anything for them doesn't matter like what sort of uh, embarrassment is there out in the public um you have some sort of relationship with them that like is is not affected by the world around you but it is like connected right and like that's special because that's something between a parent maybe even right that's okay. something special in the love that way and but like that evokes a certain thing in me where when I listen, when I see that, I'm just like, wow, like I mm -hmm. hope that I can love someone that much someday, you know, mm -hmm. where like unconditional love is something yeah. that you don't see in this world. But like in this special case, when you see someone like that, because there are a lot of kids that are abandoned right especially in india especially in the middle east and all these places where maybe parent can't even provide for their kid and out of the out of like the survival of the kid the parent would be like here give it to a hospital get adopted because i'm i'm poverty struck in right but like you don't see unconditional love and then like you kind of like from that point now for me my definition of love is stemmed from like my faith as well right because i i don't know if i've experienced love um that way from like i don't know maybe from like anyone around me right in this on this earth where i'm just i feel like someone loves me completely unconditionally you know i can't say like my parents love me unconditionally because I'm, I'm sure i can think of a hundred different things i can do that they'd be like this guy is out you know like like you know <laughs> i don't even know what the heck you know like there'll be something because we're all human right we're all like we have emotions, we have feelings, we have certain expectations of one another. And I think like when I see Jesus and when I see God, like the, the picture of God, right? Like there are many pictures of God that you see in all religions, 
But the mm. one picture of God that I see in Jesus is that he here is someone just like a just like you know you have a special needs kid who really doesn't know what the world is about, who really doesn't know what is wrong or right. But the dad is there just constantly being like, I'm patient with you. I love you. I care for you. And like, I'm going to take care of you no matter what, you know, no matter how bad it gets, you know, you, you just don't know, but I'm going to teach you, you know, and there are many people who are like learned where parents aren't around that have learned over the years of how to survive, how to live. And that's what I see in God. That's what I see through Jesus, right? Where I'm just like, wow, like I feel like I am, you know, helpless in this world and I have things in my mind that like I don't understand you know I just straight up don't understand but I know that like Jesus is there for me and he is like unconditionally available to me because of what he did on like because of like the story goes that he came down as God God came down to earth to die for us so that we can have new life in him right and that new life is not like like I'm like flipped around and now I'm like super new. This is great. I'm like walking down like Spider-Man three, you know, like, woo, like, you're like yeah, this is me. <laughs> you know? Like, like that's not it. But it's like a continuous for the rest of my life until humanly like live on this planet. I will be, this word is coming like sanctified, like, uh, like learned, like to be made new every single day. And, um, and so when I experience that love, when I know that like, oh, wow, like I've been loved unconditionally. And now like when I had Chucky, like I like to break it down, like I'm Aizu, like a lot of friends, family call me Aizu and we call Chuck Richika Chucky. And so when, when I love Chucky or when even before Chucky, when I wanted to date somebody, I wanted to make sure that I knew what love meant to me first, right? Like, how is it that God is loving me? can I love people in that way? People in general, you know? And then from that, like now it's built even more because like there's so much, so many things about how to love somebody who is your partner now in life, right? Where, like you said, there's a lot of sacrifice in loving someone. But I think my definition of love just comes from like, just there's a verse in the Bible that goes like, there's no greater love than when someone gives their life for their friend. Okay, there's no greater love than that. And I totally see that. I totally have like, you know, experienced that in a way where it's like, I feel like someone like gives me, like money is very strong for me. And like, when like my friend would be like, hey, you, you need rent money? Like I can give it to you. I'm just like, what? You, you give me rent money? <laughs> you know, like, 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 do you, like, are you serious? That's like 600 bucks. And you know me for like four months. Like what's, what's up with that? Because I valued it, right? There's something that's valuable to me. And I, I just felt like when there's sacrifice in that way, but then that sacrifice comes out of a joy, right? It's, it's not a sacrifice out of a responsibility that many people would mm. think where it's just like, oh, like I am married or I'm in relationship with someone or like, you know, you, Bentic, Tessin, like we're friends. Like if you are in trouble, like I have a responsibility. To I'm talk obligated. To I'm obligated to yeah. do something. But now it's just like, oh man, like there's a joy in seeing like Tessin smile, you know? And so I want to like, you know, like, oh, like, what, what is it that Tessa wanted again? You're like, yo, man, what's uh, you Fuji film, GFX 100S. <laughs> I'm like, oh, guys, let's pull in and get it for you. <laughs> oh, a Japanese cheesecake. Let's get all $50, 100 people to ship it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And so now, like, there are many times, like, we can go into it later, but there are many times in a relationship where it's just like, oh, man, come on, you know? Because I'm, I'm still a human. <laughs> I'm, I'm still a human, but, like, then, like, you see after, like, we have conflict, there's so much joy that comes from that. And then you kind of grow from there. And I think, yeah, that, that would be my definition mm. of love, just to, like, sacrifice and, like, to... Quite similar, to be honest. Yeah, to sacrifice and to grow in appreciation for one another, but not out of a place of responsibility, but out of a place of joy, you know, where it is like the reward is not to be in love or something for me, but right. the reward is that this person is now uh, in a place where like I can build in joy and love for them, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's a very generic high level love it's not specific to romantic it's not specific sure, sure. to platonic or you know all these different things but i think that that's kind of what that covers i have one like thought i mean if you want to share but like this idea of unconditional love you know how do you think about that unconditional love feels like it's going to take out a lot from your system like just mm. How I mean, one, one thing I noticed that it's that the way you defined it is very similar to Bentex, but the focus is different. Mm -hmm. Yes, focus mm -hmm. is different. Yeah, yeah. I think um, how, like with unconditional love, it is it is not humanly possible. I don't believe mm -hmm. like if it's a one way street, right? If it's a one way street, it's very hard. You need support, right? You need support mm -hmm. around you, right? Like if I was in a relationship with someone. And I'm like unconditionally loving them. Um, like, and there's no reciprocation. Then you are kind of, you kind of feel like, dude, like I'm just pouring out and there's mm -hmm. nothing in return. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I guess because of like my faith and stuff that calls me to accountability, right? Where if I'm like, say Chucky and I are like having something and I'm like unconditionally doing stuff for her, but she's just kind of like, good. Like, that's what you need to do. You right. know, like. Then I'll be like, yo, like, actually, I don't. Like, I have agency of my feelings, of my thoughts. But because of my faith, I'll be like, listen, like, this is, this is what I believe in. But I can't continue to do this because it will be essentially abuse, you know, where I'm yeah, like yeah. a slave and you're my master. And that's not, that's not even anything remotely what, how I believe God intended it for us to live. But how we go about it is through accountability, right? Like, like okay. if, if, for example, like four of us here, like say, Bentic, you're in a relationship and you're just like, dude, I've been doing this for her. I've been doing that for her. I've been doing all these things for her, but like, I'm not feeling anything. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not feeling like I'm being loved. I'm not feeling anything. So I'd be like, Bentic, you need to voice yourself. You mm -hmm. need to be able to talk to her and tell her. And if there's no space for that in your relationship, then the relationship's toxic. Yeah, there's no space mm -hmm. for her to receive it mm -hmm. and like, give mm -hmm. it back. Mm -hmm. Like, because like, so Chucky is a Christian as well as a follower of Jesus. And so like, I go to her with that vision. It was like, listen, Chucky, like we are called to serve one another, right? Mm -hmm. We are okay. called to serve one another in love. But like, if I'm serving you and there's nothing back in return, I feel like I'm being stifled. I feel like I am being like, you know, like I, I feel really down. I feel really depressed. Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah. what do I do and because of that like she responds to me with those feelings right we're like okay I take your feelings but I'm not going to be like this is useless to me like 
Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do with this? But because of like, I believe her faith and like what she's believing and what Jesus did for her, like she looks at that and be like, wow, like Jesus has blessed me with unconditional love because he loves me unconditionally. I can like show you that same love too. And we can talk about it, you know? And I think it's, I don't okay. think it's impossible yeah. to love like without yeah. Jesus because and all these different things, but like, uh, how do you say it? Like as an engineering term, the framework for it is the most robust in what I see who mm-hmm. Jesus is and what God, God works in that way. Sure. Right. So, um, I mean, that's one of the most beautiful things that I saw in Chucky when I started dating her, you know, where mm-hmm. I could see like her servanthood and like her love and her joy for loving people. I was just like, I was drawn to that itself. And that's why like, yeah, part of me, why I love her too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard a word you said, serve, which was interesting. You said servanthood. Yeah. You said serve. Yeah. You said servanthood and then you said serve one another. One another. Yes. You know, yeah. um, which, which is like, you didn't mention that earlier, but that's mm-hmm. actually pretty interesting. That's a pretty interesting viewpoint of what like, you know, love means and what love looks like serving. Um, but yeah. What do you think about that, Chucky? Maybe. Yeah, and we can pass it on to you as well. Like, if you want yeah. To- talk about sure since i managed to get away the first time i think yes, now I you have no choice <laughs> i don't know maybe i didn't now the last time ruchika answered but it was not like it's very it vague it did, yes it, it, was, it didn't meet uh standards uh, it, was, it, was, it was 7 a.m and maybe we had to go home i don't know but that's true that's true <laughs> yeah i recall we that were tired. we were tired yeah <laughs> all right cool cool but now's your chance yeah, it was nice to have Isaac go before me because I feel like he set the ground, mm-hmm. um, you know, for what I want to say. And I think it's like a bit complimentary to what he said, um, but it is different. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I feel like the answer currently where I am, if I really had to concise it and pick the top, it would be like a three-part answer and i try to find mm-hmm. a good acronym for it but i don't think it exists so if your brain comes <laughs> up with it you can let me know but for now it's quiff <laughs> <laughs> yo it quiff sounds like something aizu would do quiff i heard <laughs> quiff is that correct no it's with a g Justin. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, go on. So, yeah, maybe by <laughs> the end of needs to this... bleep these out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, go on. So GWF. Okay. So, uh, GWF. GWF. Okay. Yeah, that's the that's what it is. Or, so, or it could be GWF. Drift. I mean, it could be GWF. Okay. Yeah, it's like the classic GIF. Is it a GIF? Is it a GIF? Exactly <laughs> that. Um. So the G, I think, is really important, and it stands for grace. And it's really cool in my head because I feel like love was something, you know, I struggled with growing up and not just in like the context, like romantic context, but even as like friendship, like I feel Mm. like I love you more than you love me or or Mm -hmm. like parents, you know, I feel like whatever, like sometimes my love is being reciprocated versus sometimes like I don't accept love a certain way or like the way my dad loves me, the way my mom loves me, the way... I love my cousins and they love me. So like just love in general. Um, there always sometimes seems to be a bit of a power struggle. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't hit that perfect, you know, level of equilibrium, 
Yes. <laughs> I could never say that word. Justin, you yet, can tell us say the word. Yet I said it. Yet I risked. Man, in the edits, I will be repeating that. Pa, 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 you know, three times. There's like, there's like a rap song over there. <laughs> um, and that's hard. Because like, what are the... Can you not? Sorry, nasty. Uh, what, <laughs> what are the odds of you having connections in your life where it's a, a perfect amount of love that are given each way? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and because of that, I feel like, you know, love is so volatile. It's dangerous. It's unpredictable. Um, you just never know. People could suddenly change and like that whole level could drop. But yet there's so much mm. like effort that goes into keeping it this way. Like, you know, and it just didn't seem right though. Like, is love really more bad than good? And um, mm. then as I was kind of growing up and like, you know, discovering my faith and learning about Jesus and still meeting a lot more people, but also crucially learning about myself, right? Like introspectively and growing up, I realized this one profound thing. We're all inherently broken people. There's no one over here that walks this earth as a perfect human being and carries no baggage. And, you know, Mm -hmm. life is really hard and everybody has a hard story. Everybody's healing from something. Everybody has some kind of trauma. And when we put this responsibility and this expectation on people to love us perfectly, and we, we think and we assume that we can love them perfectly, you know, that's just not a reality that makes sense or exists. And I think that's a very poisonous, toxic mindset in relationships. And that's why you see like a lot of that power struggle. That's why you see a lot of unfulfillment and, you know, like sadness, honestly, and brokenness. Because like, you know, it's just, I'm better than you. or I'm doing this better than you. And like, I need more from you. And hey, you know, end of the day, we're all a bunch of broken people trying to love each other. Mm -hmm. there is no I'm better than you and all of these different things and like we all are trying to grow out of our baggage trying to grow out of our trauma and funnily enough that's not something you can do yourself Mm. like this whole like self-help era let me tell you don't at me (laughs) but I'm not into it (laughs) I don't like it and I don't support it and like Mm -hmm. while I do believe that we have a responsibility to like introspect and go like this areas of my life needs growth like that's our responsibility and we need to take that step to want to fix it Mm -hmm. like healing and growth happens with people with people supporting you people speaking into your life people guiding you mentoring you like therapizing you is that even a word you made it (laughs) i'm full of these words today you can add her um (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, and it's just, it's not a solo journey, man. And so like, I think recognizing these things kind of changes the filter of now what is love, right? And that's why I say grace, because now when I realize I'm a broken human being who is in need of growth and in need of support, in need of help, trying to love another broken human being who is in need of all of those things. And we both come (laughs) <laughs> Did you say a little Very more? broken. More. <laughs> <laughs> a little bro- more broken. <laughs> and um, we come with our own baggages. And like, you see, like, there's a lot of possibility of just clash, clash, clash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And and it's, it's great to know that clashes will happen because 
that's just what relationship is you know it happens in family it happens in friendship it happens in love like love is not you know the exception and mm -hmm. that's why when i realize i'm a broken human being and if i make a mistake or let's just say i zoom us up like i need to understand that he's as broken as me and i need to extend this grace to him mm -hmm. so that can help redeem and heal our relationship and you know like it's just not like whoa you've done this and that you're this and that you're this and that and like i've had it with you and i swear of boys now forever right. like right. you know i i understand that these things are bound to happen because of his broken nature and i understand that i'm going to hurt him because of my broken nature and mm. grace is just a huge part of that knowing like just addressing that yeah this is going to happen and you know like god's going to give because god had the grace to still love us when we were inherently broken we have that power to love people who are still broken like if it was just me on my own steam i'd be like i'm done with your bs go break someone else's head i don't want that but i'm never going to be fulfilled because everybody i find is broken but because of mm. the power of jesus's love and how he loves me and i quote that unconditional word mm -hmm. through that just realizing like this man who came down on like who was jesus on earth and god in heaven chooses to love me despite my deepest darkest thoughts days secrets whatever doings habits whatever you want to call it like and i find freedom in that allows me to extend that like to reflect that in a very small amount but still reflect that towards aizu mm -hmm. or anyone yes like i'm giving right. you an example you're my example here <laughs> you could be my homie lover and friend <laughs> so he's all of it okay so like that's why i feel grace and that's where i draw my strength from to give the people my family my friends you know my husband all like the grace yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's where i hope that they will find the grace for me when i mess up because let me tell you right. i like to mess things up sometimes even though i yeah, don't we all do yeah yeah so that's the g part of it <laughs> <laughs> that also kind of like flows into what w is and that's work and you're so right like love is not a bed of roses you know it is not some rosy thing yeah sure you'll be like in a honeymoon phase for a while or whatever but the reality is it's every relationship under the sun needs work and it's when we just don't want to pick up that call or we don't want to do another zoom call i guess now because of all the screen fatigue mm -hmm. or i'm really tired i just kind of want to call it a day but like you know you have a friend in need or like oh man like are we fighting again like can we just brush it under the rug and be passive aggressive with each other and go to bed and not deal with it now cuz it's work <laughs> <laughs> there's like a there's like a coffee mug in the sink that's not been washed for like a couple of days <laughs> i'm guessing yeah dang there's this coffee sink there's this coffee mug in the sink and it wasn't washed you finally washed it and it's still dirty come on <laughs> you know <laughs> i thought we're not talking about specific we're personal we're not things. we're not it's all, it's all just She didn't say it was you, Aizu. <laughs> that this was about you as well. This is just an example, theoretical example. Yes. Yeah, and just realizing that, man, you know, like relationships that need building and love needs work, and like 
unless you're willing to realize that this human being is a whole human being with feelings and a story mm-hmm. and respect them as such like and you're willing to put in the work as a result like don't do it because that's hard like Mm-hmm. Don't, don't half-ass commit you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and, but it's a journey like, no one can just wake up and be like i'm a work but you know it's trial and error but it's that mindset except rihanna yeah except her <laughs> really she's bad gal really um, um yeah. but yeah just that mindset of wanting to continue to put in the work that has helped us immensely like you know just no matter what we're doing if it's like a submission, it's like, I'm in the last page of this book, or like, I just want to finish this text. If there's this immediate need, it's like, that can wait for a minute. Let's address this. Like, I'm willing to put in the work to have this conversation, even though I would rather be doing something else. But that Mm -hmm. has saved us like so much unnecessary hurt and pain to deal with that conflict right away and has Mm -hmm. grown our love. So it is Mm -hmm. a huge part of love in my, like my lens. Being, being wanting to put it on the work. And then the right. F, which Dang. is the okay. fun part, it could be fun, but it's not, but it's close and it's friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say to all my brown homies out there, they are dosti hai. Oh my goodness, she went on full, uh, full what's cheese that? mode. Full no, cheese but mode. I, tell you I what. am deleting, I am editing that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, go on. Like you, can, you can hear the whole... I just imagine like the population of India is like, what the hell? Someone decimated our language. Also, also basically, Ruchika friendzoned the whole nation. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's the... I never did agree. Don't at me again, but I never really yeah. did agree too much about this friend zone thing because I tell you what, like... When I, and this maybe is coming more from a romantic love. Like this point, I think, comes more into the romantic love, which is mm-hmm. how do you imagine spending the rest of your life with someone relatively successfully if you guys can't be friends? Agreed, yeah. Like, friendship is the first step to love. Mm-hmm. I don't know how someone can jump to love without being friends first. Like, that is unheard of, I think, in my books. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely like we had a 12 year run up of friendship, which is like mm-hmm. such a blessing in our marriage. But like, even so, just thinking mm-hmm. about the last eight months, okay, like, yeah, it's a lockdown. So 50% energy, I guess, 50% <laughs> life. But like, you know, just running a house together, cooking together, doing groceries together, planning trips together, seeing our friends together. Like, there's just mm-hmm. so many together, like, doing projects individually, but also projects together. Um, there's just so much friendship in this and I can't imagine doing all these things with someone who's just not my homie and that Mm -hmm. is hard and like if we're gonna if we're hoping to marry somebody and spend like the rest of our days with them like let me tell you that's that's friendship like you know what I'm saying like friendship huge huge part of that and I can't separate love and friendship you know like just having a walk in the park together like laughing you know i think it's again such a blessing god's blessing on us that even till today like sometimes when we go to bed and like we're just being so silly with each other we'll like talk about something funny we'll poke at each other and it's like echoing the same life and conversation our our friendship our um our friendship had like five years ago like on the phone where we're giggling into the night 
And this was a fear I had, like, will we lose that magic? Will we lose our friendship because now we're going to be married? Mm-hmm. And we did it. And that mm-hmm. is just a huge part of our, like, of sustaining a great relationship that we both motivated to be in and want to be in and want to continue pouring into. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. you don't stop craving friendship, you know? So right. all that, like, toxic mindset of, like, oh, I just can't, like, you know, I've had enough of you and, like, I need space. For me. I'm, space is healthy, but I'm talking about the not right. nice time. Um, you know, that comes from, I guess, a lack of just being friends with your partner. And mm. that, to me, is really, really, really key. Okay, but in our, like, day-to-day lives, we have such a negative attitude towards like being friend zoned and all that kind of stuff so like how do you think like a huge part of Mm -hmm. that like i i did think that through i think a huge part of that is like if if someone is like ill um what do i say like they have ill intentions and they're like leading somebody on i think Mm -hmm. communication is so huge b like we're friends Mm -hmm. and like i i could have done some like you know, ill-intended things to say things to lead you on. And then right. you could have like read that as obviously you should read it because I'm doing things to give you that message. And then, you know, you come at me expecting things and rightfully so, I guess, because I've allowed yeah. you to think that I've created a space for it. Mm-hmm. And then I shut it down. So I think mm-hmm. like there's responsibility on the person who, you know, like on both people, but like yeah yeah, you don't want to you don't want to lead people on and then be like you're nothing but a friend and like that's that's part of the problem i think of of friend zoning i mean that is a part of it but it also could be just like what you said communication just uh misunderstood signals Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah but but there's this there's this like okay so when you're in love with somebody it's like nobody talks about whether you're friends at that initially it's like Nobody really like thinks about that being mm-hmm. friendly when you're in love. Like it's like, oh, how's the chemistry? How do you like do you complete each other's sentences? And mm-hmm. you know, all that's the main focus rather than oh yeah, are you guys friends where like how do you how do you decide? I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I I, I I wanted to add on that question that you had about friendship, right? Like mm-hmm. being in the friend zone. And this probably isn't like an unpopular opinion, but like as a guy, there's a society, there's an expectation in society that we lead, right? Like if we are, if we are interested, we ask and and like we take the hit if it doesn't work out and we kind of like stand up and go. I don't think it's fair in like what society calls men to do in that way but i think like there's a merit to both sides right if a girl likes some like if a girl wants to do it like the girl should be willing to go out of her comfort zone and ask the guy right and i think that should be fair but like i think like in my opinion um like everybody always used to say like oh man like friend zone you you friend zone everybody that you meet you know but i'm like but I like love that. I love that I can be friends with them because I guess like my expectation getting into the relationship was that I want to be friends with you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, at a very early age, like even in high school and all these different things, like I was just there, like, how can we be friends? How can we like, 
you know, bring joy into, into each other's lives? How can we like enjoy each other's company? Your intention was to be, to become friends. Yeah. To like, that's like, where your intentions were. Placed. Yeah. And like, let's go back even to like the love of like brothers, right. Between mm-hmm. say three of us, you, me, Tessin and uh, you, me and Tessin, right. You Bentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like imagine, right. We, I remember my fondest memories was just like, you know, you guys played music and I would come up like, oh, like let's jam. And then we jammed and then we made music together and then we found joy in being in each other's company. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we would get meals together. We would do things together. We would play basketball together. We would take Mm -hmm. the bus together. You know, if Tessin's buying a bass or something, you'd be like, yo, Aizu, what do you think I should buy? Because we, we care about each other. We value each other. Right. Mm -hmm. So now there's this value to friendship already right think of it like maybe investing okay like investments you already have a certain Mm -hmm. value to what you have right and um early on in like i guess in high school like mid high school almost near the end i remember someone saying like if you go to somebody and tell them about your feelings right and they go like no like i'm not interested and then you guys aren't friends anymore then your friendship was never a friendship in the first place Agreed, right so like all those things that happened was never really there right because they didn't care for you they didn't value you the same way you valued them and that's Mm -hmm. tough because some people really are like in that space where you know they really value somebody and i've been in that space too where like i value my friendship so much that i've had friends in my life that completely just went you know i'm done with you and i'll be just like what the heck did I do? Like, why, why? Like what, what went wrong? Like, I, I really care about this person. Like, I wish I had some closure. I wish something happened, but like, you know, that's the, that, that you said, that's um, it's like very volatile. Any relationship is volatile, but like, as soon as you have that friendship, there's something valuable to that. And if that friendship dissolves after like, you know, you share your feelings even to a point where like, oh, I love and I care for you. Then like, you know, then like, it's almost as if like, man, you know, it's not worth it anymore. Like, don't pursue it if like, it's not there. You know, even that friendship, for example, if you're not finding that like this person that you're continuing to be like, yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? Like mm-hmm. I'm pouring out into you and they're just like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool. You know, nothing much, nothing much. And I'm like, I'm trying to get like, we were friends at one point. What happened? You know, then like you, you can do a litmus test, right? You can check what, um, like what this friendship is about. And I like the beauty of being in the friend zone because now you really find the value. Like this person values you. Yes. I'm in the friend zone where there's no expectations where I'm like, I'm like there. Now I can really get to know you. This person is not like, Oh, are they wanting to date me? Are they not wanting to date me? But now I'm just like, listen, I just want to be your friend and let's see where that goes. Maybe you don't like me, but I love you as a friend. Let's continue. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I think in our culture now, this friend zone is put in such a place because we're very individualistic as a culture. Right. Mm -hmm. We want something. They're like, oh, like they put me in the friend zone. Now I can't get what I want. want. And And like all of a sudden that even echoes like, you know, completely like a devaluation of the friendship mm-hmm. it's like suddenly the friend zone is the worst place to be but not so long ago you were a happy friend of that person you know what you know what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. like 
And it's just like based, I was kind of interested in you and you're not interested in me and now I don't want anything to do with you. Like shows, mm -hmm. it questions the friendship, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. The, the credibility true. of the friendship yeah. to begin with. And, and it, not that it's a bad thing. Like sometimes it could be toxic to have like feelings and stuff for yeah. a person and be in that zone. Um, but mm -hmm. it, it is good to reflect on why you had the friendship in the first place right mm -hmm. and you have to also come to terms with like if you put yourself out there and they're like no there's a matter of like respect and love for that person as your friend because like i think of it the third person right if you were this person's friend and someone approached them and this someone is continuing to approach them wouldn't you be like yo what's up with this guy you know like mm -hmm. like didn't he get the hint you know like like he was your friend like why is he still like continuing to you know put you in a tough place where now you're like stressed out meeting him and you're like you know worried about the situation but like now if no expectation is there then like you get to terms with it that's one that's important and two you value you like you reflect on your relationship and see like is this something i still want to pursue mm -hmm. right because many a times you'll be like actually i really just want to be married to them but if they really don't see me that way and I'm feeling like I'm in a toxic mm. position, then I need to tell them that, right? Or maybe right. not need to tell them that. Maybe you don't need to but take space from them, right? And just be like, listen, I'm going to find my space. And then actually it's beautiful. What space does is that you grow in fondness for them. Like distance makes the hardcore fonder, right? Mm -hmm. and so like mm -hmm. that in itself is love because you go like oh man i really miss that person i wonder what they're up to and now you're like hey listen let's meet for coffee let's do something together and now you rekindle that friendship right and then you realize that like you need to differentiate between infatuation and like true like relationship yes because like there are many times like i'll be candid like in a relationship where i'm like you know, wanting to, um, uh, I have physical needs that I want from Chucky, but just because like my physical needs is maybe like Chucky's not available to me. I can't be like, Chucky doesn't love me anymore. You know, like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like I'm in the friend zone, you know, like, you know, like, oh man, it sucks. <laughs> you know, it's like Chucky put me in a friend zone. It sucks. No, and, but and you're thinking about being in the friend zone while you guys are married, right? Yeah. Like, oh. No, I'm like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I just, Aizu's examples are hit and miss. Yeah. Sometimes. No, but you know what I mean. You know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm that would like, be a really awkward thing to think about. It's like, oh shit, I just got friends on to the person I'm getting married to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I'm, I'm saying that like in, the, in a sense of like, I'm not there to want something from them, but I'm there because of the joy of my relationship. Yeah, yeah, it's right? a hard thing. So, and so now there's a difference between this physical infatuation need where yes. you. You literally have like feelings and emotions. You're yes. like, oh my gosh, I can't stop thinking about them. This is crazy, right? And there are many times like I'm at work and I'll be like thinking about Chucky. I'll just be like, what's Chucky doing? Like, what's she up to, right? But those are things. And if I'm like busy or Chucky's busy and like, I know she's like working, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll think about it later. I'll message her later. Mm -hmm. But like, there's a difference between like understanding like, hey, I'm feeling these feelings. Oh man, this is new, but mm -hmm. it should it should almost work in like a parallel thing to your friendship where now that you have love for them and now like say this love didn't work out, like your infatuation didn't work out, their infatuation didn't work out. Now you have to reflect, is it, is it like 
something that's toxic for me, you know, like, and like, am I actually like wanting to have this friendship for what it's worth? For just the friendship. For just the friendship. And that's important, right? Because mm. nobody wants to be in a friendship where they're like just doing it because like we have to do it. Correct, correct, correct. You know? And like, and I think that's just our culture right now. Our culture speaks to individualism. And that's why the friend zone is so like, almost like, oh, bro, you're in the friend zone. That sucks. You can't get what you want. Right. You know? And same thing with girls. Like, I'm not saying it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's on either yeah. side. It's just that um, we have devalued our friendships and our relationships to a point where if you're not getting what you want, drop the friendship. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like our micro society and that's what we grew up around, um, impacting each other's lives, made us value the friendships more than what other people seem other people do um and it still blows my mind when i talk to my coworkers. i was like oh yeah i still hang out with my high school friends and you know mm-hmm. and when you say stuff like that in in initially i was like huh high school friends okay friends you know from high school when when we were in just like in junior one can you imagine grade one i mean we wouldn't have known each other i would have just you would have stolen my toy or i would have stolen your toy without a food fight or something Right. But now we are we are old enough and we're still in that friendship, which yeah, shows we still have food with... fights. I don't see your point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean we're we're like those junior one kids, mm-hmm. but with driver's licenses and lives <laughs> of our own, you know. And responsibilities, but, yeah. But we are still the same, like in the sense like of our friendship. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted but that's it, very it took... rare, right? It's very rare. It's yeah. not... it, it, every time we um... mentioned Tessa, you've totally hit a point because like every time I meet people and, you know, I tell them like my closest friend circle, my high school friend circle, middle school friend circle, it definitely shocks them. So it's not unheard of, but it is a little bit rare. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's what and- I think uh, our context, even about this friend zone friendship thing was more so much coming from a place where when people would ask someone out and they're like, I'm in the friend zone, then I like, feel like that is a- like, I don't want to be friends anymore. No, I feel like that friend zone thing was a misunderstanding in the sense like we were learning yeah. at that stage. But now we understand it. That's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, if you ask someone out and all that stuff and they they say no, you understand, okay, yeah, maybe they didn't feel the same thing for you and they want to see you as friends. But okay, yeah, fine and dandy. It's, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not like you can control people or anything like that. But you have to have your own space and all that stuff. You've got to learn. But at the end of the day, we, I feel like all of us who grew up together understand that, okay, friend zone does not mean what like society says friend zone is. Yeah. 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 So that's what I feel about that. I mean, I think it's, it's a different definition for us compared to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. edgy Tessin over and out I think I think what you hit over there was just that point where like we chose as friends to reflect on our friendship mm-hmm. and go like yep I like that's fine and dandy like like you said like we want to be yeah still friends you know yeah. and I, I, that's what I appreciate about like isn't that funny how like that is an indicator of the intention with which you started mm-hmm. like, mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, talking from personal experiences and stuff like that, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you on. need people. 
people need spaces and stuff like that but at the end of the day you still want to be like you know close friends yeah that's the hope you know you mentioned you know oh yeah it's kind of cool that we have these friendships which are kind of like you know pretty long in my head it's just like it's not like we did anything out of the ordinary to stay friends i believe there's an element of chance as well because we <laughs> because because no, 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 we are doing just not just yeah. now that what you said what, what did you say previously just sorry what did you say that i said something about control yeah, yeah. there is a lot of so, chance yeah no no before that you said something and the, the first thing that popped into my head is like yeah are you and i who just screaming at each other which chord is the right one <laughs> those are those built our relationships yeah those those are like when you have when you like do mortai and you kick like cement blocks to break your shins like that was a shin breaking moment so now we're bonded even stronger <laughs> is it a, is it a trauma bond i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a stockholm syndrome it's like i can't, I can't let go um, Yeah but, but sorry. Yeah but it's really interesting because we started our conversation about the definition of love right and now I'm sensing this sort of shift to what is the definition of friendship here you know and like it seems like yeah. friendship is She, one of we're, we're on her F. I I did yeah, on her F yeah. I didn't expect the F to last that long but I did. <laughs> <laughs> but Bentic I wouldn't say chance man like we yeah. we worked a lot for our friendships like think about it right like we did like when we were in dubai say for example we did a lot of things together right like we called each other and be like we're going for an all night bicycle ride and we chose as friends to do that together right like we were like let's go jam and we're like we'll jam 24 hours a day you know and like we'll jam together and that's like that didn't feel like work because we all were in it together right so it didn't mm-hmm. feel like we were doing work Yes. but it wasn't a chance either because it was just like we intentionally did Agreed. something to want to be yeah. together now yes, see, yes. like even even you went away to university mm-hmm. and like oftentimes when people go away to university for so many years like life goes on you know it was a choice though you came back and you chose to reconnect correct you know, yeah you just have yeah. out there and you're like yo no matter it's been so many like we didn't speak for years like barely but we mm-hmm, could be connected mm-hmm. like crazy you know yes so true. like i would say that's definitely more than chance that's more i think yeah. it's yeah. just and, the and, experiences and that everyone yeah and i think the same goes for like when i like i intentionally wanted to like bentic i'm going to come see you in chicago right mm-hmm. like yeah. bentic chessin i'm going to uh, i'm going to live with you for 10 days whether you like it or not you know like mm-hmm. you know, like like there was like the intentional thing that was there but it didn't feel like work or like i hope it didn't you know to yeah. be like yes, be like that's true be like do like work. together so i don't think like i don't think it's like out of the i think it's out of the ordinary that we have so many like critical mass of friends that we're meeting right like um so many people that we suddenly are reconnected to it 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 was work that brought us together right mm-hmm. it wasn't like like i i don't like like it's it's so easy to dismiss work as chance not just chance mm-hmm. not to, i'm not saying like people do that but a lot of people say like that's a coincidence man like you know or like that just happened because that's how the universe works but it's just like actually no bro like the universe doesn't work like we work we work for the universe to make things happen in the universe you know and yeah, so it's I mean, like okay like if we want to make change you have to be the change mm. that that's what i mean i mean like even even the like the 
fast amount of time that everyone has been separated i find that little thing of ours the one i don't know if it's saint mary's or just that like, vast amount of experiences that all of us went through together it it's still even though that we are separated but like um, yeah. how to say um like uh, the same thing with like what you said different stages in our lives essentially not not that i mean like you haven't spoken to someone for so long but then yeah, the yeah. moment you just talk to them Speak and like again. oh wow okay yeah i can just like hang out with you it's not a not an issue there's no stranger danger right yeah mm-hmm. funny but but yeah. again i want to be like the devil's advocate it's not the common it's not common it's not no. common like uh, it's surprising to me that we know. still so I, from what i think about this whole friendship thing it's like an active choice and it's the same with marriage or love like every day you're just choosing oh yeah cool let's continue this you know it's an active choice over and over again and the fact that we've been doing this for this long it's it it is statistically less likely than usual right like it's it's a fact and um even when you mentioned work it's not work completely because it requires two people yeah. to work together right so like i I've, i've reached out to many many people who probably have are in their own stages in life and they probably won't be able to respond that way right it's like somehow we are still able to connect with each other and want each other in our lives and that's that's what keeps us together you know essentially um mm. that's so good mm-hmm. i just i want to talk about that work thing for a second because i did think yeah. example you see the joy in just we spiraled and just wanted to talk about friendship and reconnecting and like that's one of the things that i wanted to convey but wasn't able to but this conversation conveyed it mm-hmm. the importance of friendship and love like see mm-hmm. having that just that joyful one just wanting to spend time together because you know and build on that because you guys are friends is so crucial in like a romantic couple you know mm-hmm. it, it really keeps the bus going and i just want to talk about the work thing um how you were saying in friendship and in love uh, mm-hmm. a classic example um i feel that we we you know i don't know i still summiting and did a good job i think so far yeah. so izu is um used to kind of um kind of like being on the spot like if it comes to being on the in the spotlight or like running something or leading something in front of a crowd and a mic or whatever that. it is like yeah. he's got like because he's been an individual for so long like sure like he, you know in a, even in a band and stuff but he makes stuff on the go mm-hmm. and like you know he'll like feel the room and he'll read the room and he'll do this mm-hmm. but when we got married two months into our marriage like we were asked to kind of MC and co-host an event mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now who i am i've not had time in the limelight and like you give me a mic and like my hands start to shiver my legs start to shiver i'm like i ain't about this life like i can dance but don't ask me to speak on a mic but he can just like spitball like in his sleep you hand him a mic he'll just do his thing so it may not be good but i'll do something <laughs> so like i felt the need to want to like practice and like what are we saying like we've got like right. breaks and like you know this is an event like we need to keep going and it's like don't worry about it we'll figure it out and i was like okay like we'll figure it out in a few days but ter- turns out he meant like we'll just go with the flow like on the event Which and i just put my foot down and be like uh-uh if it was just you you do you mate but it's us <laughs> we need a teamwork this and so we actually had to sit down and like wow. do a little bit of a script 
That is torture for Aizu to have a plan, to make a plan with him. Oh, that's torture. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just because you said that, I'll give you the brownie information by saying, yep, it was just the night before that I got him to do it. <laughs> and it was like eight o'clock. I was like, we're not doing anything and getting up from this table until we finish this. And that, you know, we did it. Wow. And we, it actually was super successful. We made a song and everything. And like, that's, kind of like helps us with the next time like we'll be a good team because now we know how each other works and like mm -hmm. we decided to put in the work to rewrite like how I work individually and how he works individually now like what's a team version a team that we can then take so like that's an example of why work is important because he could have just been like don't worry about it I got it and I could have fumbled through it because we didn't put in the work she has an opportunity she has a gift it's your choice whether or what you want to see it in one way that I don't want to ever do this again, or I want to take the opportunities to grow into somebody that I thought I could never be or do. Yes. And so then. And I, that, that one line, I had to give it to him. <laughs> All right. Yeah. One point for you. Yeah. So then it was cool because now again, in a married relationship or any relationship for that matter, acknowledgement, right? Where love is also acknowledged, right? If someone were to give you a gift, you wouldn't be like, sweet you know it's like oh thank you you know yeah. I, I thank you for this like he, i felt in that moment like i was sharpened and stretched but like i grew yes. and yeah. that thanks to the heated debate but also like thanks to fighting, fighting yeah. for me you know mm. when i couldn't fight for myself yeah and so like so that is an aspect too of like wanting to allow this person to grow in love and stuff but also just saying like like what we were talking about earlier whereas like oh like we need to really reconsider what our expectations are where i as an individual want my way but now this person who loves me is speaking into my life and i'm not just saying as a wife i'm saying as a best friend as a brother as a parent someone is speaking into me i need to make a choice whether or not i want to hold my way or I just think like, thank you for what you're saying, but I don't think I can do that. I'm just not going to do that. Right. And that just comes out of like trust, you know, um, yeah. I guess like value for this other person and also acknowledgement of knowing that like, Hey, thank you for what you shared and like allowing that acknowledgement to sort of be like a, um, a, like I'd say like a layer of like fertilizer for your beautiful plant to continue to grow. You know, because mm -hmm. you, you mm -hmm. suddenly see like, oh, I remember that point of growth that I had. And now I Try, bro. I'm trying. Bro. You had it and then you lost it. <laughs> w, what is it? GWF. Grace, work, Gwif. and friendship. Gwif. I like it. That was good. Thank you, Ruchika. I think, I think Ruchika's answer. Oh, what is it? Gwif. Gwif. Okay. All right. If you um, guys can think of anything better, I'm all yours. <laughs> no, I think I think Ruchika is basically compensated in this answer, you know, compared to like she's basically made up for the the answer that you know. Three years. I love validation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so thank you, Ruchika. Right.